Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nation Live, overlooking the beautiful city of downtown Rochester, New York. Check us out on the web at www.steelnationlive.net and talkshoeradio.com. And new for the 2015-2016 season, kicking it with Jeff Reed, former Super Bowl champion of Pittsburgh Steelers, your host of Steel Nation Live, Sanders Tisdale, and Dave Owen. Welcome to Still Nation Live. I'm Sanders Tisdale. Guys, tonight's guest was born December 5th, 1982, coming out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, where he started out as a standout tight end before making his way to the NFL and the best team on the planet, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Amen. Picked number 93 in the third round of the 2005 NFL Draft, we welcome two-time Super Bowl champion and three-time AFC champion, Offensive right guard, Trey Essex, the Still Nation Live. Trey, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, fellas. Thanks for having me, and that was a great introduction. <laughs> Took me back a little bit. I, I appreciate that. Uh, not a problem. Now, now, Trey, like we touched a little base before we, you know, before we talked. Tell us what it was like growing up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've never been there before. Now, you obviously, uh, you, you played sports pretty much all your life. You were an all-star football player, all-star basketball player. What what made you decide to, to go to the football route instead of basketball? Well, uh, what's your first question? Fort Wayne, it, it, you should come over sometimes. It's, it's a great city, um, and it's a lot bigger than people think. We have about close to half a million people there. when You can't consider all the surrounding counties. Um, and it's a lot of history in Fort Wayne that people don't know about. But let me start by saying this. I've been a Steelers fan my whole life Woo. because a little-known fact one of the greatest Steelers of all time before me was Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson was the Snyder High School. He's a Fort Wayne native as well. And I went to his camp growing up. So I was watching Steelers all through the 80s with Barry Foster and the Nancy Thigpens and uh, everybody. I was, I've been a Steelers fan my whole life. So to get drafted by the Steelers, to hear Bill Cowher call my name with the third pick, 93rd overall, it was a dream come true. But, um, yeah, so – I was a basketball player and a football player growing up. Basketball is actually my first love. And if you grow up in Indiana, basketball is pretty much life. You know, you got high school basketball is what everybody pays attention to. The Colts weren't so hot. We don't, uh, the Pacers were always so-and-so, but we always had really great high school basketball players coming out of Indiana. So, and we had the movie, the Hoosiers that people watch. And so <laughs> kind of, we like to think that we are the mecca of high school basketball, youth basketball. So, that was my first love growing up, and I was six four, six five, coming out of eighth grade. So I thought oh. I was gonna be a politics. <laughs> yeah, football, I didn't start playing football until I was in the eighth grade, and because I was growing so fast playing basketball, I thought I was gonna be about six eight, six ten. That's what one of the doctors told me. But God had different plans because six five was the last number I saw. I didn't get a higher after eighth grade, so. 
Uh, it kind of, I started, I stopped growing high and I started going out. So, you know, <laughs> tight end became the next suitable position. And I thrived at that position. And uh, the rest is history. I ended up going into an office lineman in college at Northwestern where, you know, they serve great food. And these <laughs> <laughs> chicken sandwiches got the best of me. So it was easy to put on the 30 pounds. They get us all. Required, <laughs> required to uh, be an office lineman. So uh, basketball helped me train and I just end up going into the office line. Now, let me ask you this now. Uh, being that you were a standout uh, tight end and you were coming in, going into college, did you get many offers for the position of tight end or was it that other people looked at you in other capacities to try, uh, trying to use you in other ways, which Northwestern, when it got you in, they, they brought you in as a tight end, more or less? Yeah. Uh, well, everybody recruited me as a tight end. And my senior year, uh, 2000 was my senior year was kind of the birth where you really started seeing teams uh, throw the ball a lot, starting with, you know, Northwestern was one of those teams that had a spread offense. Clemson ran that spread offense down there in the ACC. And so when I was a tight end in uh, my senior year, I'm thinking, okay, I want to go where they're going to throw me the ball. I'm, right. I might get featured. I caught, I caught 57 passes. So, um, the school I wanted to go to coming out of high school was Purdue. And because they had a Mackey Award winning tight end and Nick Tim Stratton caught like 80 balls from Drew Brees. I'm like, that's where I want to go. <laughs> so uh, one of the coaches that was recruiting me he told you, he said, son, uh, you know, the only way we're going to offer you is if you play offensive lineman. I was like, what? Psh, whatever. I'm going to catch passes. <laughs> I caught 60 passes. What are you talking about? But Northwestern, <laughs> they gave me a shot to play tight end. It was all part of the master plan to move me to offensive linemen anyway. So uh, my dream was to play tight end, but it wasn't to come true. Uh, the route that I ended up taking was offensive lineman. It was the one that I'm glad uh, it happened. It was sad when I made that transition, but it ended up working out for the best. Now, now tell us a little bit about the Motor City Bowl. Oh, the Motor City Bowl. Wow. The one and only bowl game I went to at Northwestern. Uh, it was fun. Northwestern, as you know, is not a powerhouse. Uh, we don't go to a lot of bowl games, which was one of the reasons that attracted me to them. In the first place, they had just had one of their rare winning seasons in 2001. And um, I'm thinking I'm going to be part of, on, of a team that's on the uprise. And that's that really attracted me to them. But uh, that didn't happen. We went three and three and eight my first year, two and ten my second year. And my junior year, we actually improved a lot to six and six and got an invitation to the uh, Motor, Motor City Bowl in Detroit. And I'll tell you, for a guy that was used to losing so much, uh, that was a welcome sight, even though it was cold. It was the day after Christmas. We had to spend Christmas in the hotel. Uh, that part was, a, was a great. But we got to go to the casino a couple of nights before in Greek town. <laughs> That part was fun as a my my first time actually going as a grown man, being able to get into the casino and uh, but uh, we played that game as an offensive lineman. We did great. We ran for like 400 yards. I mean, we really imposed ourselves on the defense that game. But for whatever reason, we just could not score more points than they did. They ended up getting us <laughs> at the end. So it was bittersweet as an offensive lineman. We did what we had to do. But our defense just couldn't stop them. We couldn't limit them to the points we needed to, and they ended up with the victory. But uh, 
it was fun. It was a good experience, and I'm glad to say that I wasn't one of those Northwestern guys that never went to a bowl game because we got a lot of those. So, well, now let's say now after your senior year, here comes the draft that's coming up, the NFL draft, and you're out there, and you actually you were like we said earlier, you were picked number 93 in the third round of the 2005 NFL draft. Did you think that that was a little bit too low for you, or, or did you expect it to get drafted at all? Okay, so um, <laughs> it was my from what I heard and the agent I had, and from reading what I've read, I could have went anywhere from the second to being undrafted. It was really wide open. Um, when I went to the combine, I did not have a good forty time. But what office line does, you know? Right, I mean, right, yeah. that's it's an overrated stat, but for <laughs> what they they like those guys that run fast because they think that somehow translates into being a better blocker. I, I don't want to throw shade or any of the guys drafted above me. They had better 40 <laughs> times, but they didn't last in the league as long as I did. So that tells you how much that 40 yard dash means. Exactly. But um, it was, it was tough on draft day. I, I, I saw a lot of guys that I trained with actually uh, with Tom Shaw down in New Orleans uh, get drafted above me. And just from, being around them, I knew I was better than them. I could tell, but just from the footwork. So that part was frustrating. Um, but um, back then, the, uh, the first day of the draft was first through the third round, and then the second day was uh, the rest of the rounds. And so when it got to the third round, I was like, man, this might not happen. You know, I might not get drafted today. I might have to wait to the second day, or I might have to just wait until I get the draft to find the team. As I was getting ready to walk out the door to go to the bowling alley with some of my friends to try to get my mind off things, I get this 412 phone number calling the house. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? I've never seen this area code before. And so Kevin Coble was like, is this trash? And I was like, yes, this is trash. like, hold on, I have somebody who wants to talk to you. Coach Cower. <laughs> All right, this is Coach Cower. Oh, jeez. Is this Trey? I was like, yes, Coach. I could hear the chin through the phone if that makes any sense. Say, <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to be a Steeler? It's the first time my parents ever heard me. Hell yeah, coach. I'm ready to be a Steeler. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you this. Um, uh, let me, let me, I, I hate to interrupt you, but this is a, a good story. You'll get a kick out of this. We had Kendall Simmons on our show not too long ago, and he was telling us Kendall. about that's the, the first time the cell phones came out or whatnot, and, and uh, Coach Coward called his house and uh, – he did the same thing. Yeah, this is Coach Cower, and he thought his friends was playing with him, and so and then they lost. <laughs> and then for some reason, he said they lost phone contact, and he thought that oh. that Cower hung up on him. And he's like, "Oh man, what happened?" He said he was sweating both, but then he called him back, and he said, "Yeah, this is this is Coach Cower. We want you on our team." Or, uh, however, <laughs> talks. I don't know. Urgency, urgency. Yeah, it was right. a crazy thing. And for us to hear that again coming from you, it's got to be an amazing feeling. Now, with you coming in that draft, being selected by the Steelers, what was your thought process? I mean, were, did you want to be selected by the Steelers, or was your thought, you know what, I look great playing for this team or great playing for this other team? What was your thoughts? I, I just want to get drafted. On that day, I just <laughs> wanted somebody to want me, you know? Um in a dream scenario, which my dream came true, I always wanted to play for the Steelers, and thank God the Steelers drafted me. They thought enough of me to draft me, so that was a dream come true and a blessing. But uh, truth be told, on that day, I just wanted somebody, anybody, to pick me. 
But uh, Steelers were one of the team that interviewed me in the combine, but I didn't talk to him after the combine, so I didn't know where I stood with them. Um, I thought actually the team that was going to draft me was Kansas City when they had Dick Vermeil. Right. So I had a really good meeting with him, and um, he said he liked me a lot. So I thought if anything, I was going to go there. So, uh, but yeah, I, it didn't matter to me. Just give me somebody who was willing to give me a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> I was ready to play. Now let me ask you this, Trey. When you co- come into Pittsburgh, being a fan, like you said, you you love the Steelers, so you're aware of who was playing for the Steelers at the time. Well, we'll talk about Kendall Simmons was there, Chris Kimo Abitu. Uh, I can't, I still <laughs> yeah. can't pronounce his name. Yo, um, big Kimo. Big Kimo. His birthday today, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hardings, Alan Fanenka, uh, Max Starks. Uh, were you surprised that you know with all these headline? offensive lineman in, in in the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, did you think you had an actual shot at making the roster? Everything was a blur in my working year. Actually, uh, Chris Kimuatu, Chris uh, we call him Juicy, so for future, <laughs> you get a hold of him, call him the Big Juice. That was his name. The uh, Big Juice. The Big Juice. I got to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Russ, actually, our O-line coach, Russ. Because Graham grim. gave him that name, and it, and it stuck with him forever. So he's still the big juice to everybody, big juicy. <laughs> but um, me and him got drafted the same class, and we knew coming in, I mean, he had Marvell Smith at left tackle, Max getting drafted in the same round last year on the right side, coming off a 15-1 season where they do Staley ran the ball like crazy, and Jerome Bettis uh, getting in his later years, but was still good. Right. <laughs> Hines Wars on the outside. Like, as far as O-line, I, I was like, this is a great O-line. I had come in, I was just, as a rookie, I was just so oblivious of everything. I was just so focused on just doing what they told me to do that I didn't really understand how the cuts work and if I was going to get cut or where they cut a third-round pick. I didn't think about any of that stuff. I just practiced as hard as I could, made in my playbook to, didn't talk back to the, to the vets. Just you know, <laughs> just did whatever they wanted me to do, and just let the chips fall where they lay. But I didn't really think about getting cut or anything. It was just so beyond my thought process because I was just so overwhelmed to be playing for my my childhood dream team. Now let me ask you this, Trey. Now you know you come in and into that first season, and like you said, the first season was a blur. There were a lot of things going on. The Steelers were. I mean, you guys were amazing that year. And the fact is. In that 05 season, you guys ended up going to the Super Bowl that year and winning the Super Bowl. How did that feel for a new guy like yourself coming in and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're putting a ring on your finger? Right? Is this easy? Y'all hear about all this? <laughs> <laughs> this is it? Everybody talking about how hard it is to get a Super Bowl, Dan Marino, I come in my rookie oh, year and won one. I'm like, oh, this ain't nothing. This is nearly, not nearly as hard as I thought it was. But, no, it was – Coming from Northwestern, where I only won the bowl, the one bowl game that we lost, and you know, obviously losing a lot more games than we won, and then coming to the story franchise that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and coming in and actually helping contribute that year, I, I started three or four games in place of Marvell, who was hurt, and to go on that run we went on, uh, we started the season seven and five, and we needed to win every single game in order to even make the playoffs. Be that environment to go through that process with those guys, the vets, the Heinz Wards, the the Antoine Wendellels, the Jerome Bettises, the Brett Kiesels, the Aaron Smiths, Casey Hampton. You, you can go down the list. You know, we have 
so many great players on it. And just to see how they all fall in line. And when it comes down to business, it's game time. Like, everybody was focused. And it, it just really trickles down to us, us young guys who may not be used to that same type of focus, same type of, same type of discipline coming from the programs that we came from. And just to go on that ride with these guys and seeing how the work that they put in and seeing how much it meant to them and doing whatever we could to help the process, it was amazing. That that rookie year, even though it was a blur, I remember so many great things that helped build me as a football player later on in my career. And, I mean, if I had a time machine, that's one of the things, one of the places I, I would go back to was that year with the Pittsburgh Steelers because that year was awesome. Well, well, let me ask you this, Trey. Let's go back in that time machine. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll pick a specific game for you. Let's say uh, the, the game against the Colts. All right, you weren't involved in this play. Yeah, you know what I'm getting at. You're on the sidelines. Now, we, we talked to Kendall about this. Um, if you remember the play after, you know, Ben made that shoestring tackle, out of nowhere, Kendall Simmons comes flying out of nowhere. We asked him, what was he doing? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> he played Superman. <laughs> he said, a guy that size running that fast is hard to stop. But anyways. Right. What were you your see those thoughts? boys on the semi trucks, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Playing fold. You're, you're, you got the cigars out. You got the hats out. You're, you're booking your trip to Denver, and you're like, you know, we're at the one yard line. All we gotta do is sit on the ball, give it to the bus who never fumbles. Next thing you know, boink, the ball comes out. You see Ben making a tackle. What were your thoughts if you watched? If you actually saw the play, what were you thinking when it was going on at that time? Well, on the goal line. On the one-yard line with Jerome Bettis, I'm thinking it's done. We're we're going to Denver. There's, I mean, no other thought came to my mind. And then oh, geez. he <laughs> took the hand off. He went off the right guard. It was it was a power play. He was Allen pulled. He blocked one guy, but um, it was Gary Brackett who came up and made the hit on Jerome, and that ball, his helmet hit right on the ball. And for some reason, I see all that so clearly and it's such slow motion. Like, it was just, yeah, no. Like, like, what is going on? And I'm like, and during that slow, for some reason, when this is slow motion, your brain, like, can think so fast because so many thoughts went to my head. I was like, oh, no, we have a goal line team on. Oh, no, Nick Harper pick it up. Oh, no, Nick Harper got stabbed by his girlfriend the night before. So maybe <laughs> that's crazy. And then Ben makes the tackle, and then Kendall and Jeremy Tooman fall over Ben for good measure just to make sure <laughs> the cover is down. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And, you know, even at that point, I'm still like, that's Peyton Manning on the other sideline. Right. You know, he has the ball. Even though he, they didn't score on that, that's still Peyton Manning on the other sideline. Yeah, we got screwed with that. Yeah, we got screwed with that interception from Troy. Uh, you probably remember that right. one. And I remember Coach Cowher saying, you know what, just play football, get out there. I think he knew they were going to overturn it. And he just said, you know, just get out there and play football no matter what happens. And and that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, he knew that they were going to overturn it. You could tell. You could see it. He just, he just gathered everybody up. He was like, no matter what happens, we got to go out here and play football. And, you know, otherwise you would have had guys just, going through all kinds of emotions, saying all kinds of customers in the sideline talking about how they're getting cheated and stuff. But he foresaw that. That's what made Coach Coward such a great coach. He foresaw that this is a possibility that could overturn this. 
and my guys will be emotionally distraught at that point. So he got everybody together before that, calmed everybody down. So when the, when the verdict did come, everybody was like, okay, whatever. We, we kind of knew this was going to happen, so let's get back to business and make, get this victory. Now, was that the game PZ was talking cheat this, cheat this? Or was that, a, or was that another game that we were getting? What? Call? Which one are you talking What did he say? Cheat this or cheat that. Uh, yeah, he said it out. He was talking about that game. But I don't. I can't remember exactly when he said that. But I remember what you're talking about. But he was referring to the Colts game. So yeah, when they missed a field goal, I think that's what happened. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ball, <laughs> I, I Uncle said, "Ball don't lie." That was she Wallace line. You know. <laughs> I love PZ. Oh man, he's amazing. Ball don't lie. I know he's amazing. Now, now Trey, let me ask you this now. Now, your next couple mm-hmm. years in Pittsburgh probably were kind of hard on you because you know, like you said, you were coming into an offensive unit that was in some ways set about the players that they had along the line, and you were this young guy coming in, you know, trying to make room for yourself. But in 2009, it seemed like that was your year because you were coming in starting at right guard, for the, and you started right. for the entire season. How was that whole situation for you? It was great. You know, um, I realized with the type of guys, O-linemen we had in, that were playing in front of me, um, that I was going to have to make my way um, learning every position just in case one of them opened up that I would have a shot at starting. I came in as a left tackle, and that's the only offensive lineman position I had played up to that point when I got drafted. And I didn't know any other uh, position of O-line. And it's a myth, too, that a lot of people think that you could just plug any O-lineman at any position, but it's not. It's so many different techniques with each position that if you've only played one offensive lineman position, your whole career, it's kind of a tough transition unless you really work at it and stay focused. And I knew that I would have to do that in order to get my best shot at starting in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So every offseason, I would work every position, make sure I knew every assignment, uh, and be ready for the chance to go when my number is called. And so the right guard position, Kendall, had left and went to Buffalo, that year right. and so the right guard position was wide open and I knew that was gonna be my best shot because we had Max who had moved the left tackle Willie Colon had solidified the right tackle spot we had Jesse Hartwig or Sean Mahan as I can't remember it was either Sean or Justin either one and then we had uh Big Juicy at left guard so <laughs> I, I knew right guard was my position for the tanking. And so I worked my butt off to try to become the guy to play that position. I wanted the coaches to have complete faith in me that I knew what I was doing and that I wouldn't just be this guy that was a jack of all trades, but also I can master at least a position so they could put me in there. So, yeah, that was my year. Uh, and I, I thought I did pretty good. I, I held myself. I held my own. And right. um, they brought me back the next year. Um, and I was starting again at right guard until I hurt my ankle. And that was kind of a decline of my career at that point. So, But I did have, have my one year starting, and I, I thought I played pretty well. And, uh, you know, I could always say that, that now, I, I was a starter in the NFL. Now, you're pretty versatile. Now, you, like you said, you, you learned all the positions. Uh, you played tackle a couple times. You even played center. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that was a story in itself. <laughs> so... Actually, that was – I was a right guard. That was the year I got hurt. So, 2009, I started all the games. 2010, I came in as a starter. 
got hurt the second week against Atlanta and was out five weeks, including the bye week, and came back against New Orleans. And I just hadn't healed up. I tried to come back too fast, and it wasn't smart. So I didn't have. I probably had one of my worst games in my career. So at that point, they inserted Ramon Foster in, who is still there, doing an outstanding job. Um, and Ramon did a great job. And I just, I hadn't, I wasn't healthy yet. So I went back into my role of learning every position. So that if another opportunity arises, I can be ready. Right. So we get to the St. Louis Rams game, and Alfie's hurt. As you uh, right. <laughs> uh, Ramon's hurt. Um, and so I actually come into that game starting uh, left guard because Chris moved to right guard, and they put Doug Ligurski in at center. And so – we didn't have a backup center that week, guys. I hadn't taken any snaps mm-hmm. because we were down spring Lockman. I couldn't afford to really uh, do anything else but kind of straight on guard. And so Doug is about as, as durable a guy as you can have. I mean, he'll play through anything. He's tough. West Virginia, Beckley, West Virginia guy. He plays with no gloves, which is stupid, but it's okay. It's his thing. Wow. Um, <laughs> and so we have a pass play. And Doug, we block our guy. Charlie's starting the game because uh, Ben's hurt too. Uh, he completes the pass. And Doug takes off downfield to try to make a block downfield. And one of the little guys takes him down at the knees. Mm. And I'm running by him saying, Doug, get up. He's like, dude, I can't. Something's wrong with my knee. I was like, Doug, oh, you better boy. get up. Nobody else is snapping this ball but you. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, dude, I can't. Sorry, bro. It's going to be you. So <laughs> talk about it. Talk about nervous. Oh, my goodness. So I have to, we have a little timeout, and Chuck is like, you know, just calm down. I'm going to work with you. You know, you snapped to me a few times after practice. I know what you can do. Uh, you know what you can do. Just have faith in yourself. Let's get a few snaps down, and then once we get a few snaps down, you'll be all right. So common words for from a, a vet like Charlie pretty put things in perspective for me and really helped me get in the zone. Because I knew we, that we had to have this game. This is also the Super Bowl year uh, where we go against uh, Green Bay. Right. So uh, I knew this was a game that was crucial for us as far as seating. And um, I was like, okay, let's just let's do this. There's no one else that can do this, so i got to do what I can for this team. I'll probably end up having the best game of my career in that game at center. And it was all due to the fact that I was so nervous that I didn't want to mess up that my focus <laughs> probably was at a thousand percent. There you go. And uh, Charlie Batch was, was was crucial in that, and so we ended up shutting the, uh, shutting the Rams up. out. Yeah. What thirty forty zero or 30, 20, I don't know, I but we ran the ball great. Yeah. Ran the ball great, and uh, I got the game ball that game to Coach Thomas. So nice. that was that was that was pretty cool. Nice. Now, let me ask you this, Trey. Now, even even in that game, and I, I did remember that, and I hearing that Tomlin gave you the game ball, which was phenomenal, especially you coming in and saving us in that game at that center position. Now, you, now then the next season came up. Well, of course, you know, in that we ended up losing to Green Bay in that Super Bowl, but, you know, great game as always for the Steelers. And uh, then mm-hmm. it's starting in 2011 season, you were an unrestricted free agent. Right. And uh, how, how was that before you come in in the, in the camp? And, you know, it, and you kind of get that uncertainty about whether I'm going to be here or not or what's going to happen. What were your thoughts at that point? Well, I uh, 
going into the 2011 season, I was an unrestricted free agent, and I knew the Steelers were going to do what they always do. They were just going to see how the market works, see how the draft works. And then uh, if you're not a priority guy, which I wasn't at the time, they had other guys that needed to sign, that they'll just take their time. Um, and I was seeing off from other teams. The Jets came calling, the Titans came calling. And uh, I just I wanted to see what the Cedars were going to do. Um, and lucky for me, uh, Ben, I had Ben on my side. Ben wanted me back. And uh, your franchise quarter wants you quarterback wants you back usually things happen to work out in your favor so i'm actually on a golf course in arizona just trying to get my mind off things when ben calls me he's like dude you better be ready uh <laughs> coach me coach ba uh and i have been going to bat for you just make sure your, your butt's in shape when you get back here because you're going to get a call so i was like okay i headed straight to the gym from there man did some cardio <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me stop golfing let me go get to work so uh they end up calling me probably about a week later it's like you know we want you back i uh, signed me to a two-year deal i played 2011 uh but uh, my ankle from 2010 when i heard it was still bothering me so i got through the 2011 season and actually had a pretty good camp in 2012 season uh but i, ha- I had surgery that summer and things didn't heal up right before training camp and so Ultimately, that was uh, my last training camp with the Steelers was the 2012 season. Uh, they had a great draft when they got Kelvin Beecham, who uh, has turned out to be a great find in the seventh round for the Steelers. Right. And so I was expendable at that point. And, I, I mean, at that point, I know the business. No hurt feelings. I got eight years in with the Steelers. And uh, Beecham is doing a great job. Bless him and his recovery back from that ACL oh, yeah. injury. Um but yeah, that that was that was the story. We heard the story about Trey Essex, football career, great job. You know, coming out of uh, Northwestern, playing for his dream team, the Steelers. What is Trey Essex doing now? I am staying in football. I am talking about it for a living. Uh, I just got into some broadcasting, did some stuff on ESPN three this season with Division two colleges, hoping to work my way up that that ladder. Uh, and finding a niche for myself in the broadcasting world. As long as I could talk football, I'm happy. You know, I could talk <laughs> football all day. You know, I've had a great career playing it now, just in the second phase. Uh, hopefully, talking about it will be my second phase of my career. Uh, but other than that, 80% of my time is I'm a full, full-time daddy daycare. Uh, I got two, little, <laughs> two wrong girls that take up uh, – a uh, hard, a lot of my time, three and one. Uh, they're awesome. Uh, I was built to have girls, apparently, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna stop trying. Yeah. Wife is ready because we're gonna try for that boy. So there you go. Gotta James, have that, James is a good that name. Legacy going. You ever get a boy? James, James is a good name. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's a great name. Trey, Trey Jr. is a good name too. Trey James. You know, TJ. Hey, Trey. Trey, let me <laughs> Trey, let me give you a word of advice. See, I see you trying to work your way in there. <laughs> Trey, let me right. give you words of advice, brother. <laughs> I had two boys, and I figured, you know what? I told the wife, you know what? Let's go ahead and try for that, you know, that one that one elusive girl that I always wanted. And you're you're in the reverse order. But the fact is, you know, we tried for the girl. I did everything, the nice soft music, blah, blah, blah. And here I go. I got a, I got a boy that's, that's uh, three times bigger than I am. So <laughs> the fact is, like I said, brother, be careful what you wish for out there. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, let me no, tell you. No, right? We got Let me tell you a story. I have a mother-in-law wishing for it, so go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, I had I had um, three kids, wanted one more, Trey, one more. You know, one more. I had two boys and a girl. I was set. One more. I had twins. So I got five running around. <laughs> oh, you know what? And that's what my wife is afraid of. We're wishing for this boy so bad. Man, we might just get twin boys. I'll be okay with that. Well, I got three if you want one. Hey, Trey. Yeah, hey. Let me ask you this now. You but, know, it's fine and dandy, you know, that we hear. We talk about family and this and that. Love it. But, you know, us here on Still a Nation Live, you know, we want to let everyone out there know that, you know, we're a radio station. We support our black and gold, the guys yes. that played in, you know, the years for the Steelers, past and present. And like we said, Trey is one of those guys, and, and we wanted you to be recognized as well. And, Trey, also, how can people out there who, you know, who want to see you or, you know, some of your, hear some of your broadcasts, how can they go about that? How can they get in contact with you in certain ways or just trending through uh, social media? What, what are some of the ways they can um, see Trey and see what he does? Well, I, uh, I'm on ESPN3, first of all. Hopefully it'll be ESPN2 or ESPN1 next year. But the social media, I'm on Twitter, TreyDay79, that's T-R-A-I-D-A-Y 79. That's my Twitter handle name and Instagram handle name. I'm very responsive to anybody out there who wants to chat and talk football. Also, I am on a podcast called The Rod and Lanelli Show. It is on uh, Radio 1. It's also on, you can get it through the iTunes podcast app. And I also, if you want to download an app and do a sports debate with me, it's a sports debate app where you actually debate sports topics that are going on. It's called Fan Dings, F-A-N-D-I-N-G-S. It's an upcoming app. If you want to get involved and want to go down with me in the sports debate, you will lose. But I welcome all challengers. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you're, you're, you're a busy guy, brother. That, see, and that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, just from, like, reading up on you and doing some research on it, and we found it, you know, it's like, wow, this guy is, is an interesting guy to have on. And the fact is, like, first of all, like we said, former, you played with the black and gold. And the other thing is the, the things you're doing after football. And, and this is the one thing we wanted to highlight. But we're coming to the segment of our show, which is close to the end of our interview, Uh-oh. which we like to call the Blitz Round, the Blitz Essex round, and this is yes. where we ask you right. some questions, and you know, you just come up with the top of your head what, what answers you have, and we'll go from there, brother. All right, I'm ready. Used to this, you're offensive lineman, so used to the blitz. So, all right, first. yeah, I'm used to the blitz. I can pick it up all day. Let's go. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> Best advice ever given to you? Never give up. I mean, it's that simple. Just no matter how hard things is, you can't give up. Love it. Love it. All right, Trey. Favorite thing about Pittsburgh? Ooh. Man, that's tough. <laughs> the Steelers would be a little bit too corny, right? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. That would be a little bit too corny. Then I got to say, Peppy's Philly Steak Cheese Sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had one right now. Oh, you got to go down to oh, Peppy's Philly Steak. Oh. And the Peppy's. Love it. Even though Ooh. we're from Rochester, New York, we travel down, training camp, we go to games. Peppy's is on our list. As long as it, for many brothers as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know what? I might get a by saying this. I'm not the biggest from Andy Brothers fan, only because oh boy. the coleslaw. I've just never been a coleslaw Come person. <laughs> Come on, Trey. You give me the sandwiches without the coleslaw, I'm all over it. But, you might, you you might as well go to McDonald's or Chick fil A. No, right? But that peppies, you get the extra cheese and the Love onions it. and throw some bacon on it. Ah, Love the bacon. In the sandwich. All right, Trey, your most memorable moment. The birth. Of my first daughter, Amaya Gabrielle Essex. Beautiful. That's when 
everything changed for me. When everything, my perspective about the world changed. I wasn't just a football player and a husband, but I was a father. And that just, that was life-changing. Wow, guys, beware out there. Straight, Nick. Yes. I got a shirt. I got a gun. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So. Trey, name one player you want you want to room with, and one player you didn't want to room with. Oh man, I think that's one the same person. <laughs> <laughs> what Jeff Reed? My brother, my brother Willie Cologne. Oh boy. You know we have a good time rooming together until. It's nighttime, and then he snores like a wildebeest. So <laughs> it was. <laughs> wow. Oh man, I hear you, brother. And he, sleep, and he sleeps. And he sleeps ass naked. So that was just. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we got to get him on the show, man. We got to get Willie on the show. <laughs> hey, but tell him no pictures, though. <laughs> we have to. We got We have to dispute that one. All right, Trey. Uh, um, no, he, if, he wears that badge with pride. So <laughs> I'm sure he does. Hey, Trey, if you can go back in time. And change something that happened in your in your life in your past. Say a do over. What would it be? I would have moved out the way when that D lineman from the Tennessee Titans fell on my ankle. Oh boy! And uh, gave me the high ankle sprain that uh, ultimately was the end of my career. Uh oh! That's the girls right there. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. We, that's mine. We love. It's a family show. All right, Trey. You're almost to the end now. Let me ask you this. All-time Steeler uh-huh. team in your mind? All-time best Steelers team? Yeah. That 2018, uh, the one that uh, ended with the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay against Arizona, that team was dominant. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a good team. That was a good team. Our defense was one of the greatest defenses of all time. Oh, yeah. And that was – Ben had a great year at San Antonio. Holmes and the two – Tobin's in the back of the end zone. James Harrison with the 100-yard reception. Not only was that team great, but, I mean, we had some players, some, some player for the dramatics, you know? I hear you. We won, that was one of the better Super Bowls of all time. So. Now, now, Trey, if Hollywood was going to come down to your house and do a movie about your life, what actor would play you? Uh-oh. Probably Bing Rames. Wow, you know what? That's the first time we ever heard Bing Rings. We've heard yeah. uh, uh, Will, Will Smith, Smith a thousand times <laughs> <laughs> from everybody. Man, everybody. it's crazy. We had Frenchie Frenchie Fuqua on the show, and and he said Will Smith. I was thinking more Fred. Will Smith. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking more Fred Sanford, but <laughs> exactly. We love you, Frenchie. No, though, Bing for We love you. Now, now let me ask you this. <laughs> you almost got me saying Frenchie, but let me ask you this. Accent. Let me see. Stuck in a foxhole. Bullets flying overhead. You're battling out there. Who would you want down in that foxhole battling with you? Uh, my old line brethren, but specifically Willie Cologne and the big juice man himself, Chris Kimuatu. Oh, Those are my brothers. Oh, and Max Starks. Let me not leave out Max Starks. Those three right there, I mean, we were the Ninja Turtles. That was the only group I could think of to have four. Yeah. I couldn't say the three musketeers. <laughs> but those are my brothers. Those are my guys. Yeah. And uh, if there was anybody that had my back that I would trust with no doubt and no hesitation, it's those three. Well, let me tell you, I ran into Max Starks down at uh, Canton with uh, Jerome's enshrinement at the Hall of Fame. What a class act. This guy was uh, oh. such a gentleman. Yeah. He was with his wife. It was beautiful. It was it was great. Just talking to the guy, it was amazing. Right, he's an amazing dude. One of my best friends for life. But before we go and end the show, uh, Kendall Simmons did a great imitation of Bill Cowher. 
we got to hear your imitation of Bill Cowher, and you got to hit this one. Okay. Uh, imagine that we're in Cleveland, in Cleveland Stadium. We're winning, I don't know, 40 to zero. All right. And you're a backup, but you get some playing time. It's your first year. And you're happy, you're anxious, you're excited. <laughs> and there's a run play called your way. And you jump off sides. Oh, my God. And you look towards the sideline. <laughs> you see this chin. <laughs> and you, you can't really hear what he's saying, but you know it. You kind of read his lips. No. And it goes on like this. Trey, you're better than that. <laughs> Trey, <laughs> stay your ass on side. <laughs> Trey, jump off side. You're sitting next to me. <laughs> oh, no. You got it. You won. That just, oh, oh, man. Like we said, oh, straight. Man. You are a phenomenal dude, brother. We appreciate wow. you tonight coming out here on Stella Nation Live, brother. The, the energy you bring. No, and, I have fun, guys. Thanks hey, for having me. Hey, oh, like no we problem, said, everybody man. out there, make sure you check out Trey. He's like he said, he's going to be on um, ESPN 3, I believe, right? And you gonna, Right, hopefully ESPN 2 by next year, but yes. Right. And that way, so everybody, you got to check him out. He's doing a lot of things. Make sure you listen to the broadcast. And, Trey, a lot of the younger, younger fans out there are going to be listening and looking up to you, brother. And like I said, you guys put in the work in the past so these guys in the present can get that much better. And, Trey, again, thank you again for coming on tonight here on Still a Nation Live, brother. Yes, Trey. Thanks, guys. It's a, what a, you know, an awesome – just even talking to you and having you on our show – um, it's it's amazing. We love you, black and gold. Thank you for coming on our show. You're you're a gentleman. You're a, you're a, a great football player, and we appreciate everything you've done for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I appreciate it, guys. And let's go Steelers. We need to beat these Bengals. Oh yeah, yeah, weekend. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go, let's get a score from. Let's them. get a st- yeah. Let's get a score from you. Uh-oh. I think <laughs> uh, with Ben, Ben called out Martavius yesterday. And or was it earlier today? He I did. think good about for, him needing need to step up. Yes, and Martavius has all the talent in the world, and I think that was a wake up call. He has that talent to be one of the best in the league, and I think Ben gave him a wake up call, and that's the last thing Cincinnati wanted. Because Martavius Bryant to get a wake up call because that opens up our offense to whole new heights. So with that being said. I think we beat Cincinnati 31-17. Ben has four touchdown passes. Uh, Two of them caught by Martavius, one by Antonio. Antonio has his normal 18 catches for a million yards. But Martavius goes deep. And uh, I think he throws one to Heath. He throws one to Antonio and throws two to Martavius. Beautiful. And uh, we get a field goal from Boswell to make it 31. So. Hey, that was a score. If, if, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sanders. That was the, the the score that we beat the Bengals in 05 in the yeah, playoffs. Same as that score. Oh, right. Yeah. Look at you. You're I, did, I did not even realize that. <laughs> yeah, it's the exact same score, too. We kind of know our stuff here, Trey. <laughs> hey, yes, you do. <laughs> hey, Trey, like we said again, brother, appreciate you. Take care of the family, brother, and you have a terrific and great Still a Nation day, brother. Yeah, God bless you, Trey. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, happy New Year to you guys. You, got you it, too, brother. Thank you.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.